Hello and welcome to Hymns We Love. My name's Steve Kramer and I help with connections in Claygate with my wife Pippa and that's where Hymns We Love first began. Each day this week we're looking at a different well-loved hymn and through each one we'll explore an aspect of God's character. Each day we'll sing the hymn and then look at what we can learn from it and from its author. We'll then sing the hymn again before ending with a short prayer for ourselves and for those around us in these difficult times. In total, it should take around 20 minutes, but don't worry, this call isn't costing you anything, so please feel free to relax and listen. Today, we're looking at the first of our hymns, the wonderful, rousing, How Great Thou Art. Let's hear it now, and if you know the words, you are very welcome to sing along as loudly as you like.
30 years ago this April, the Hubble Space Telescope was launched with a mission to explore the furthest reaches of the universe. Immediately, it began to change our view of the cosmos, capturing new stars and details that were impossible to see from Earth. However, no one was prepared for what happened at the end of 1995. Over the Christmas holidays that year, the Institute Director, Robert Williams, decided to use the 10-day break to point the telescope at a tiny black, apparently empty patch of sky, no bigger than the size of a grain of sand held at arm's length. When the team returned after Christmas and looked at the images it had captured, they were astonished. There was no empty black patch of space. They found not one or two new stars, but hundreds and hundreds of galaxies, each one containing billions of stars. As a result of this discovery, astronomers are now confident that there are trillions of galaxies, each one with billions of stars, and that the universe is far bigger and far more glorious than we ever could have imagined. As Professor Jim Al-Khalili, the well-known theoretical physicist and broadcaster, said, it's impossible not to be intimidated by the extraordinary depth of the cosmos. Now, Carl Boberg, who wrote today's wonderful hymn, didn't have the benefit of knowing all that the Hubble telescope has shown us. But he still knew how to find wonder in creation. Carl was born the son of a carpenter in Sweden in 1859. He started out as a sailor, and you can imagine how at night, out on the northern seas, he might have looked up at the stars and wondered just how they came to be there. After the sea, he went to Bible school and later became a member of the Swedish parliament. He published many poems, hymns and songs, but this is easily his most famous. He saw a universe of beauty, power and wonder, and in that recognised the fingerprints of a beautiful, powerful and wonderful God, a God so great he could create trillions of stars with, as the Bible tells us, just the power of his word. But he also saw a God who was interested in the detail, the forest glades through which he wandered, the birds singing sweetly in the trees, a God who not only knows every star, but lovingly created every tree, every leaf, who is so absorbed in the beauty and detail of life on earth, who finds joy in birdsong, just as we do. And here's the funny thing. The Bible tells us little about how these wonders we've been singing about were created. It deals with the creation of billions of galaxies and trillions of stars with just ten words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then adds the throwaway line, and he also made the stars. You may have read the Bible, or may not even own one, Either way, it's clear that those who wrote it are not really very interested in the hows of creation. That's what science is for, and the Bible was never meant to be a science textbook. Instead, the Bible is much more interested in the who and the why. Who is this creator God? What's his character like? Why did he make us? Maybe you can remember some of the Old Testament Bible stories like Adam and Eve, Joseph and that dream coat of his, Moses and the Exodus, or the Ten Commandments. 
Well, I would suggest that when you put all the stories together, they can be summarised as saying just two things. Firstly, they help us understand just how big, how powerful, but also how holy the God who created the stars is. But secondly, they then reassure us that this great, awesome God actually loves us and wants to be in relationship with us. Let's just think for a moment on that first theme. In one sense, it's obvious. If there really is a creator God, he has to be utterly different from us. And this is part of the meaning of the term holy, which literally means set apart. The book of Isaiah says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Again, if we think about it, this makes sense, because if God wasn't holy, set apart, perfect, then he wouldn't really be God. Let's imagine for the moment that you and I are standing in New York, looking at the Empire State Building. And on the side of it, someone has painted a scale from the bottom to the top where they've ranked every human who has ever lived in terms of how well they lived, how good they were. Now, if you were doing that, who would you put at the top? Maybe Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, and at the bottom, perhaps Hitler or Stalin. And with that as the range, where do you think you fit in? Somewhere near the top or maybe a little bit lower? Finally, having done all that, where should God be on that scale? Well, I guess he has to be above even the best human, so maybe at cloud level or maybe the moon. Well, the Bible tells us he is far beyond that, infinitely further than even the Hubble telescope can see. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. God isn't just a slightly better version of humans. The truth is that the whole range from the very worst of humanity to the very best doesn't even register on the scale of God's goodness. The gap is so big, there is no way you or I by our own efforts can ever close it. We are human, and as one of our poets said, to be human is to err. Even those whose lives we most admire will acknowledge their own selfishness, or in Bible terms, that old-fashioned word, sin. It might not be that popular for all sorts of reasons, but our difference from God isn't simply about scale. It's about our goodness. And actually, I have never met a human being who, when they're being honest and candid, won't admit that the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. And so many wars, so much environmental calamity, the recent economic crashes, our relationship and family difficulties, all these have, at their root and cause, an element of human selfishness, be they individual or collective. And we've proved ourselves incapable of ridding ourselves of it. Now, if we were to stop there, that would be bad news. But there is good news. God never stops there. Those Old Testament stories of Abraham, of Moses, of David, are all about God finding a group of people to get to know him. 
and forgot to teach about who he was and how he loved them, so they could pass it on to others. Now, if you do read your way through all of the Old Testament, you'll find out that they were not always very good at that, and time after time they go wrong and lose the plot. But you and they are never out of God's reach. God didn't mess up choosing them, because despite all of their failings, God kept loving and longing for relationship and wouldn't be persuaded otherwise. And so he comes himself in Jesus. And coming back to today's hymn, Karl Boberg saw the same link as he moves seamlessly from the wonders of creation in verses 1 and 2 to the story of Jesus and the cross in verse 3. And when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. And that is the wonderful story of God's love for you and me that we remember every Easter and which we'll explore a little bit more tomorrow when we sing Rock of Ages. But for now, let's sing again about the wonders of creation, the wonders of a holy God who loves you and me, and together proclaim, my God, how great thou art.
Hello, this is Pippa, and I lead Connections, which is where Hymns We Love first began. I'm now going to pray two short prayers as we finish our time together today. Please feel free to join me. Dear Lord, thank you that you are a powerful, great God who created the entire universe and trillions of stars with just the power of your word. Thank you also that you love the beauty and detail of life, taking joy in peaceful forest glades and exquisite birdsong, as well as in the splendour of the lofty mountains. Thank you that most of all you find joy and love in your relationship with us, your people. Help me to know your love, to experience your joy and to see the world around me and people around me, as you do. As I listen to the Hymns We Love series this week, please help me to take a step closer to you each day, to see you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly, day by day. Amen. And now, let's pray for those around us in these difficult times. Dear Heavenly Father, in this time of lockdown and pandemic, we pray for our world, our nation, our communities and ourselves. We pray for all those in authority, both in our own country and across the world, and ask that you give them wisdom, vision, strength and humility to lead wisely and compassionately at this difficult time. We pray for all those working hard and risking their lives to help others at the moment, in particular those working in the NHS, in care homes, in medical research and in the community supporting the sick and the elderly. Please strengthen them and protect them. Give them skill empathy and resilience to enable them to keep caring and supporting others. We pray for all those who are sick and ask that they may know your presence in their isolation and your peace in their turmoil. For those who are grieving, we ask you, dear Lord, to bring them comfort in their loss and your hope in the depths of their despair. We now pause to name before you those who we know are frail, sick or grieving. Finally, Lord, we pray for ourselves and ask that you would protect and sustain us in mind, in body and in spirit and that we would know your peace each step of the way through these dark days. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for calling Daily Hope. Please call again tomorrow or press zero to return to the main menu.